Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Bruni's Breakdown, the 24-7 sports podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Bruni. With me, as usual, is Colin Mitchell. How are we doing, Bruni? I'm doing fantastic, Colin. How about you? I'm doing great. You want to know why I'm doing great? Why are you doing great? Bruni, we're famous now. <laughs> we are famous. This was the best week of Twitter in my life. <laughs> That's not an exaggeration. That's not a hyperbole. Literally, that story on Seth Luttrell got, I think it's... It's it's damn near at 300 favorites, which is by far the most I've ever gotten. Can you die happy, man? I can die so happy. I can I die mean, so the happy. The thing is, this <laughs> that blew up, and then, like, some other stuff, like, got some favorites. I usually never get favorites. That's why I'm, like, you know. You're just hype. I'm, that's why I'm excited How right many now. followers you get? I got, like, 10 followers or so. Not bad. Hey. I'm up to, like, 845 now. A quest for 1,000. <laughs> One day. <laughs> One day. We're just trying, to get, we're trying to get those... Uh, those Brady Keen numbers, man. Those like yeah. three, four thousand yeah. one day. But That's a man right there. I mean, heck, you you had a, a little bit more of a interesting week than even I did on Twitter. Yeah, that uh, so the show goes on. That the the beautiful scene from Wolf of Wall Street turned it into a uh, Seth Luttrell's speech and uh, seemed to have gotten some some pretty good traction. Let's just let me check the numbers real quick. Are you at six hundred yet? Six hundred. Damn near close, but we're kind of fizzling out. But we're at 563 favorites Damn. and 253 retweets. Um, That's a great idea. I don't know who gave you that idea. I was gonna, I was, I trust me, I wasn't <laughs> gonna give you credit. This is Bruni's idea, and then I just made it happen. See, so, so this is how it happened. I'm at work, and he goes, the whole thing, the whole thing is Seth staying, Seth staying, Seth staying, and then Bruni goes, it'd be so live if someone did like a Bleacher Report style video mm-hmm. of with like the football players' faces with Seth being. Leonardo DiCaprio, yeah. and I was like, "I'm at lunch, bet." And you started <laughs> doing, you started doing it, and I couldn't help you really. I was very busy that day, but we, uh, but you got it all done. That's great. It was amazing. I've watched that thing so many times. Bro, I did. I have too. I probably watched that video like 50 times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. I can't stop watching it. I um, mean, if you haven't seen it yet, just go to Colin's Twitter, see at CJH Mitchell. Um, I mean, has. Like what? What would you say? Two hundred fifty retweets or something like that. So you've probably seen it. Yeah. By now, but it's it's amazing. It's just amazing. It almost got shown at the basketball game last night. Yeah, but apparently there was a four second delay in the video Damn. board. So they you know how crazy that crowd would have been, bro. There was a good crowd there yesterday. I too, wish Seth so was there so then I could see his reaction. Seth like gives you a standing ovation. Yeah, he stands up. <laughs> this is just puts his claws up, talons up. <laughs> like yes, I'm not leaving. But no. Um, it's because we heard that that's what he said, I mean, to the team. Like, yeah. That's basically exactly... Which makes it way better. Exactly what he said. So all the players just were like, this is great, and then had all their faces on it, so it was great. Um, also, I'll, I'll, read, I'll retweet anyone who finds, can point out Jeffrey Wilson in the background of, <laughs> of the video. No one... I, see, if someone found him, they would have said something, and no yeah, one nobody, said anything, said but anything. he's in there. See, they're, they're not looking. I had to actually look for him. Yeah. And it's, you find him. It's not that bad, but if you find him, let us know, and we'll, we'll retweet you. You'll get a prize or something. The prize is just a retweet. The prize is... We're too, t- we're don't too, tell them that, we're, we're too poor for actual prizes. I'm Colin, sorry. Colin, you can't tell them that. Okay, I take it back. <laughs> there, there will be a prize for someone who can point out Jeffrey Wilson. First in the person. Background. First one to tweet us. It'll probably be one person anyway, so... Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> um, Congratulations to whoever that is. No, but so okay, I say I, I I said we're famous. That's the tab right now. If you're watching on the stream, 
because not only did we have a great week on social media, um, shoot, my story with Seth has almost 7,900 views on our site, which is by far the most. Yeah. Um, also, shout out to the Kansas State 24-7 page for putting our that story on their front page, which is, That's big time, which is huge. Um, We've made it. Because obviously Kansas State is an established site. Yeah. And so it was kind of funny looking in the board and seeing all the Kansas State people in there. Um, kind of some of them were upset. Some of them were, were all right with it. It was like a here, let me, I want I want to read some real quick because some so some were like, oh, this is just a puff piece for the trail, all this stuff. I was like, you know, it it, it is. I mean, he had nothing else. He he wasn't gonna come on there and. Okay, so here's the whole background. I I, I didn't want to ramble too long, but basically. I was afforded a great opportunity to talk to Seth Luttrell first before anyone else. Right. Um, after he, so it was announced Friday morning that he withdrew his name from Kansas State and he was basically staying. Um, Saturday, Friday afternoon, I got a text saying you can come. Um, I, I had been asking to talk to Seth for a while, and finally, I got that opportunity. And so I went in there, to, went into Seth's office for the first time, sat down, talking. Sat down on the couch, very nice couch, kind of big couch. I couldn't recline. Uh, so, I mean, I would take a nap in that couch, but anyway, <laughs> and so sat there, talked to him for about 12 minutes. Great conversation we had, um, just about it, everything, but we couldn't talk about obviously can't stay or anything like that um, for good reason. I mean, yeah. he wants to focus on this game, but he just wanted to say, I mean, why he is staying and why he cares about this job so yeah. much. So I thought that was the main point of the story. Yeah, it, I agree. So it was just... It was cool, cool to get to talk to him yeah. after that, and um, we'll see. But as, as I was saying, it's just funny to see all the Kansas State people in the board, in the 24-7, um, in our board pretty much, just saying all this stuff. And uh, <laughs> they're just uh, they're, they're, they're happy, but then they're like, just wait till OU starts calling. And everyone's like, hey, man, I'd be fine with that. Hey, if y'all were OU, maybe <laughs> yeah. you'd have him. <laughs> like, hey, y'all aren't OU, though. <laughs> a little bit of a difference. Listen. But, um, it's okay but yeah so that was that was cool that was a cool it was a cool week for us yeah you know yeah just yeah, yeah. Up, and uh, i think on top of that too it kind of made a not only have we gotten a lot more uh i guess traction mm-hmm. but so was like north texas football in general after this yeah i mean wouldn't you say i mean literally you type in seth when i was looking for the cutouts for his face on on <laughs> yeah. like the one of him like screaming or whatever by the way, he's that's like the only picture that exists of him doing anything on the <laughs> sidelines other than just like being stoic. Yes. So I'm glad to whoever took that. Thank you, AP. Anyways, um, when you searched his name, I mean, every I mean every big name website had a story about him to Kansas State. Which I mean, when was the last time this program has ever had a coach uh, with that kind of I guess. What's the word I'm looking for? Not controversy, but uh, that that type of aura around him yeah, that can yeah. like attract so much attention mm-hmm. in one in just by putting his name in a coaching candidacy, like he just has so much pull and so much like people just know the name that that are in college football that like college football that enjoy watching college football. So whether it's fans, coaches, you know, or people just in the environment, yeah. When the name Seth the Troll comes up now, it's it's they know who you're talking about now. Yeah. So it's just this few weeks has been huge for Seth as far as you know getting him a better job in the future, um, just growing his profile even more. But then also the University of North Texas, I think that along with the winning that they've been doing, just Seth the Troll kind of showing that hey you can be a big name coach here, in a way. So, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I think it's been just been a huge week for I him. I think his like name just said. being in in a conversation for a Big 12 school coaching job just makes this program, I mean, look way better than it has ever in the past. Yeah. Well, we, we kind of mentioned it, but uh, Seth Luttrell staying at North Texas, at least for the time being, is basically the story of this week. And so on Friday, about two days ago, he withdrew his name from Kansas State. Um, before that, so shoot, we haven't talked to you all since last Saturday. So after our podcast on Sunday, we t- okay, on our podcast last Sunday, we talked about Bill Snyder stepping down, Seth Luttrell yeah. probably being the coach of Kansas State. We were like kind of... I don't know if we were sold on it, but we were kind of like it looking was, towards it, was, it. We were both surprised that it was moving as fast as it, it was. It was moving really fast, and we yeah. kind of like thought it was inev- inevitable, I guess, Yeah, that Seth was going to Kansas State. Well, throughout the week, it kind of slowed down, died down a little bit. Um, Seth got back from New York where he had a uh, na- NFF, uh, National Football Foundation, dinner. Uh, he was visiting recruits like crazy. He was out there, um, I guess, reassuring them that he was staying. Uh, I'm assuming that's all I can assume. But he was doing all that. He finally got back in front of the team on uh, – I mean, he got back in Denton on Thursday, talked to the team on Friday when all this happened, and that's when he withdrew his name from Kansas State. And he went into the locker room and he told the team, I'm not leaving. And The, the mission, show goes on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the mission isn't complete yet. They, the mindset is to win the bowl game. Um, I guess my main question, well, the, the question a lot of people are asking is, if OU shows up in about a month or whatever after the after they play their um, national cha- uh, semifinal game, uh, is this just a? Would it take anybody? How do I phrase this? The chance that Lincoln Riley leaves is pretty potent, I guess. And I don't if, know if Oklahoma. Well, just theoretically, if he does, okay. and Oklahoma comes knocking. Should fans be upset if Seth leaves for if if Oklahoma and the, I think the odds of Oklahoma him, a Oklahoma putting him as their top target is pretty low, um, even though they had success with Lincoln Riley, um, but I think that's low. And then Oklahoma like him just getting the job that's a whole whole another process. And so I think it's pretty low already. I, but yeah, I don't I don't see that happening. One because I believe Lincoln Riley already said that. He loves college football. Like, yeah, he's gonna say that. Yeah, but yeah, what I'm saying, like, there's no. He's not leading anybody on to where he's not leaving the door open. I guess, like, he's mm-hmm. not kind of saying, "Oh yeah, no, I'd be open to that," like at all. Like, he's even uh-huh. in the future, he hasn't said anything about it. Um, so just in in terms of the chances of that opportunity even happening this season, I don't really see that happening. But if it did, and you're asking the chances of him leaving, like after the bowl game, say. Lincoln Riley? No, 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 no. Like Seth. Seth. Like if Lincoln Riley leaves after yeah, the... Yeah, and then Seth goes like in January or something. I mean, if that happened, I think there'd be some backlash for sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, and that uh, even from... Pl- I, I don't want to say from players, but there would be a kind of a sour taste in their mouth. The thing is, I think anybody less than Oklahoma, I'd be pretty upset, and I think fans would be really upset, yeah. and players, like you said, everyone would be upset. But I think Oklahoma is kind of my exception there. If you get a top yeah, four, no. probably a top five program in the country, I think you just have to take it. I, I, I think that I don't think people would be as upset at all. I, I don't mean, think people would be as upset, but after all of this and then getting through it and then having you telling the players not until the mission is complete, especially if they lose this bowl game, and then you just you go yeah, off. Yeah, if they, if they lose off, the bowl yeah. game, obviously. I mean, it's, it's, it's not like they're not going to be happy for them, but mm-hmm. it just leaves that sour taste. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, me personally... If Seth went to Oklahoma, good for him because 
how do you go from North Texas in three years to Oklahoma? To Oklahoma? That's so listen, that's jump. an achievement. You you deserve yeah. that. Um, it would just I just feel like it'd leave a sour taste. I don't know. I I don't think it would because still I think that like I said earlier I think the rep the reputation of North Texas would take such a bolster if North mm. if North if uh Seth the Trail went to Oklahoma yeah um and people would see this job as something in the future that they are like okay well Seth the Trail did that in three years he went from there to Oklahoma I'm like even if he took Kansas State it would still be a bolster to this program mm-hmm. um. But that whole thing of Seth the Troll going from here to there in three years is just kind of insane. I think it would do so much for this program. If you went to OU, this prime, that, yeah, that would do a Again, lot more I than going to Kansas State. Again, I think the odds of that actually happening this year are probably like below 10%. So yeah, this is kind of hypothetical talk right now. But it's good to, it's good to, to think about, I guess. It's fun to think about yeah. if Seth went to OU. Then Mason would go to OU and then win the Heisman, right? Exactly. Exactly. That's o- exa- o- that is win. exactly what would o- happen. OU would win three straight Heismans. Baker to Kyler to Mason. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anyways. When the... Uh, what was I? Where was I going with this? Thing with... Um, okay, so when he withdrew his name from Kansas State, I didn't think that that meant that he was done... I, th- I, didn't, I didn't think that meant that he was removing his name from, like, everybody, right? I did. You did? Yeah, because there wasn't any... I mean, UNC was taken. Texas I heard some Tech, Georgia Tech. Tech was taken. But Georgia Tech isn't really a... The thing is, this agent, the agent for Seth, and it's funny on Twitter, everyone knows it right now, is that this agent on this agent of Seth Luttrell's is just throwing his name into any vacancy possible. It's so it's so funny to watch. They're really? just They're just throwing his name in there. Like, oh, Georgia Tech's open? Seth the Trail. <laughs> oh, that school's open. Seth the Trail. I don't, but I don't know if it's any serious. Yeah, I don't think it is. I, it's either. probably just to kind of get you know f- feel what the the thing is though. Get feelers out. There's going to be more schools opening up after the bowl game. But games. what school? But what school do you see Seth want? Like, what do you see? I don't think he's going to leave. I know. I know you don't think he's going to leave. But do you see a school that's like Kansas State level? If there's like Oklahoma State or something, I'm obviously not Oklahoma State wouldn't because whatever. But. uh of Oklahoma State caliber school, I mean that's that's a that's a good it's a good Kansas school. State, Kansas State, Oklahoma State, same level. I'm just saying that things are gonna open up, and I don't think we're done hearing stuff that shows name in other places. But I don't think there's anything serious. Well, I mean that's an I mean that's an opinion, but I think we will. I think we will start hearing. I think we'll keep hearing stuff, for the most part. We'll see. There's I just think it's too brief. Tell me we have two weeks of chaos and it's all over. Yeah. We need more chaos here. I don't want more chaos. <laughs> need more chaos. I don't here. want more chaos yet. <laughs> need more chaos. yet. But you also talk about Graham Harrell. Oh yeah, I didn't even have that written down. Yeah. So so Graham Harold. Harold. He was gone, and then he's he was gone and back within like three seconds. Yeah. Uh, so there was a report. I forgot who reported it. That said, I think it was uh, twenty four seven North Carolina. Yeah, North Carolina twenty four seven. Said that Graham Harrell was taking Seth's old job as a OC for uh, UNC, and then all of a sudden it wasn't true. Yeah, and then all of a sudden we just had a couple like reporters come out and be like, uh, "It was reported that he was going, but now I'm hearing that it's not true and all this stuff." I contacted people in the organiz- in North Texas, and they're like, uh, "We we hadn't heard anything about that and all this stuff." Um, Graham was in the office as usual yeah. on. Um, 
when was that Friday? Yeah, I it was Friday. So, um, yeah, I, <laughs> I'm kind of surprised. I mean, I think Graham should be looking for other places to go as as offense coordinator. I think he can definitely be OC at a Power Five school just because of his resume. Kind of yeah. just like Seth, you know, Seth's resume is bolstered. Graham's resume is bolstered. Yeah. Um, Refit's resume is bolstered with the season he's had defensively. So I just think everybody's elevated right now. So, I mean, I think Graham could easily leave. No, yeah, I season. agree. I think I think some fans, too, whenever they saw that report, were, kind of were like, oh, yay. <laughs> I feel like some people were like, no more fourth and one or third and one run plays. The thing is, Graham has a – as much as – Graham has good has done good for this program. He's still kind of the scapegoat at times whenever the yeah. offense is especially this year since the offense is struggling. Uh at um has stretches where they're struggling, I should say. Um uh, so it, yeah, I did see that too on Twitter. People were kind of yeah. like thank I you. Found it funny. Thank you. But then I went to North Carolina's uh board and everyone was happy over there too. So hey, best of both worlds if Graham actually did that, but it doesn't look then like Seth that's will happening. get play calling duties. Full time play calling duties. I think he has part time right now. And then get hired away. <laughs> just uh, kidding. <laughs> here, that kind of leads me into my next question: Is that I mean, it's kind of just so we're kind of assuming everybody here in this Denton area is assuming that it's a one year rental now. Yeah. Is that I bad? Mean, no, I don't think it's bad because it's. I think it's what everyone expected. Like I think I think everyone, even last season, was like, once Mason's gone, Seth is gone. It's the end of an era. Move on. Move on. I think. If he left this year, it'd kind of feel like there was some unfinished business, which obviously now there is. But I feel like even if they won a bowl game last season, you'd still be going for that conference championship. And it'd still feel like unfinished business. So I think that the four years, you play that out. You have Mason all those four years. And, I mean, it, I mean I'm mean, i fine with it. I mean, I don't, think, I don't think anybody could sit here and be like, yeah, he needs to stay longer. He needs to be a lifer. Yeah, because... <laughs> I mean, that's just the reality of it. Is that's not ever going to happen yeah. with the where, where this program is at right now. I mean, we talked you talked about it last uh, last week with UCF. Uh, Scott Frost left UCF, which was a top ten uh, team in the country. Yeah, team in the country. He left for Nebraska, that train wreck, because he thought it was a better job. So, you know, you can be a group of five school being in top ten, and it's still not as uh, appealing. Yeah, appealing to an SEC school that is literally at the bottom. Yeah. So, uh, I think you kind of put it exactly how I how I would put it, but I do I just don't I don't want people to be upset next year. This is kind of a super advanced warning that well, there's I don't he's probably gonna leave next year. Yeah, um, and that there's nothing wrong with that. No, and I don't and I mean there's a ninety percent chance he leaves next year. I would I would like, say it's around there too. Yeah, I mean he only stays. I'd if, be shocked if he stayed a fifth year at North Texas yeah. with all the success he, uh, um, unless there's a train wreck next year unless they win six games next yeah. year yeah. then he could come back because his list will be shorter obviously but if they go even if they go eight and four next year eight and five yeah with the bowl game it would take no jobs to open up would, for him to stay it would be really no tough. jobs or a train wreck of the yeah. season yeah I mean even just to take an offensive coordinator position at like let's say let's say I don't know Washington State or something under Mike, Mike Leach I, I don't mean, know I wouldn't even something do that like if that was Seth I mean, I mean, he, he was he, he did there. well. He did coach in the thing is, you look at his offensive coordinating history. Even he only OC'd at Indiana and North Carolina, and I don't, I don't remember if he was the co at um, Texas Tech, but basically Indiana and North Carolina are the only ones where he was like the pure offensive coordinator. Like he doesn't have a. He, it's amazing. He didn't have a great resume as an offensive coordinator. Yeah, right. He didn't. It was just a college he, football. He playoff. didn't OC at a big school, um, per se, but um, his. 
like it's pretty much strictly off the, his three years here is mm-hmm. what has bolstered his yeah. resume just so much to the point where his name is being thrown around at Kansas State and Oklahoma. Yeah, it's it's insane to me. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. Um, but back to the point of fans shouldn't be upset. I mean, if there are any fans upset, then I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, that I don't know what to tell <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, like it's gonna happen. Uh, you just gotta save for this next yeah, year. Yeah, and for whatever big school he goes to next season, it will only make North Texas better and more well known. Like you said, um, it's not like it hurts the program when he leaves. That makes sense. Yeah, if anything, it'll make them a lot of money when he's bought out. Yeah, and then they'll get another coach. And Ren has shown that he's able to competent, competently lead the uh, North Texas Athletics. So, I mean, I'm not worried about some high school coach coming in here and yeah. taking over this <laughs> <Yeah>. program. <laughs> Throwback. Uh, yeah, those of you who understand that joke will, yeah. will laugh. Yeah. <laughs> um, anything else on Seth? I think I think we hit on most of everything yeah. I want to yeah, talk yeah. about. Uh we do need to touch on, before we get to the Utah State preview, we need to touch on some kind of breaking news, I guess. It's about an hour, hour and a half old. Yep. Um, North Texas has received their 22nd commit in the class of 2019, and they are continuing to bolster this class. I've said bolster a lot today, but that's what they've done. Just, they, it's his favorite word. They just, that's my word of the day. We need to have a word We're of the day. We're having a word of the day. Marie's word on. of the day. Bolster. bolster. <laughs> Everyone's getting bolstered. This class got bolstered Everyone's today. Everyone's getting bolstered. This class um, picks up a three star defensive end, David Sow. So, Sow. What are we going to go with, Colin? Make a decision. I like so. All right, we're going to go with, I doubt it's so. It just, it, it's so. it's spelled right, that way, kind David of. No, so, it's not. It's S-O-W. probably Sow. It's Sow. Go Sow. All right, David Sow. From Navarro College, junior college commit. He has two more years of eligibility once he arrives on campus at UNT. He um, is the 22nd commit, as I mentioned. Let me pull up his numbers. I believe he was the number 11 Juco player in Texas. Let me get it. David Sow. All right. Navarro College, weak side defensive end. 83 rated. I mean, who that pretty much puts him snugly in the middle of this class. He's from Dallas, Texas, class of 2019. 6'4", 240. Had offers from Oklahoma State, New Mexico, Liberty, and Colorado State. So this is a pretty big get for Latrell and company. He visited on December 7th, which is two days ago. What is that, Friday? Thursday. Friday. 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 So he visited on Friday. Um, a lot of people visited this weekend. Um, I think that's worth mentioning. Uh, Gabe Gabe Brooks put a whole list together on our yeah. site of everyone who is visiting. That's free. You can go check that out. Everyone who visited. Um, we're going to start seeing a lot more commits roll in. Um, not a lot more. I'm sorry. Not a lot more commits, but early signing is almost here. Yeah. And so we'll see the signees start rolling in. That's going to be a huge, huge, huge deal because I've heard that about 80% of guys signed in this early signing period. So in December, basically. So we'll know a lot about this class Yeah. in about two weeks. Yeah, and again, their national rank is 58th. Um, number one in Conference USA and an average inning of 82. Which I don't even think they've. It's, it's, I don't even think it's updated with. It's a not updated. Sal and that's without Sal. Yeah. So so, so that's that's with bit. that's with what they had prior to today. That's amazing. Um, which is. I mean, I mean, I remember looking at this my senior year of high school and just looking at North Texas Athletics, and I was like, oh, let's see what their recruits are looking like. And it was like one three-star, a two-star, and then unranked. <laughs> and then it was like bottom of Conference yeah. USA. It's, so, I'm, I'm interested to see how Sal comes in and 
kind of what his role is because the defensive line is probably the deepest position they have on this yeah, team. Yeah, but you lose Ladarius Hamilton. No, he's a junior. Is he really a junior? Yeah. I thought the only he was a one senior. you lose is no, he's a junior. The only one you lose is Ulausi Tawalo, hmm. who's, a, who's a nose tackle. A That's interesting. Tackle. Okay. So you can move Roderick Young over because Rod Young is playing on the right end mm-hmm. this year. Tawalo's Tawalo's playing middle. Hambone left. Uh, Roderick Young right. So you can move Young back to nose where he was last year. And then slide in, what about Dion Noble? Yeah, I was going to say look, Noble. Had looked a, like a beast. Is Dion Bryce English a junior? Noble, yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure he's a junior. I'm almost positive he's a junior. He is because yeah. he redshirted. So you have and then, English yeah, okay. again as backup or even starting at, at nose. Then you have Noble or Stowe starting on the other side. I mean, yeah. Then you, you keep that depth. And so the defensive line again picks up a guy who's going to contribute immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, you have they have the defense line is just going to continue to be one of the more solid units for this team, especially which yeah. they need with the the linebackers of Brandon Garner and EJG of leaving. Yeah, even though they have those two three star brothers coming in, it's yeah they're still going to be, be freshmen. freshmen. So freshmen. we'll have to see how that whole thing plays out. I do want to mention though, just going back to the set thing. He's been able to recruit at a school that has been terrible for recruiting forever. I mean, yes. in its entirety. I, yeah, this is the best recruiting class ever. Yeah, and by a long shot, it's the best yeah. uh, recruiting class. So, again, Seth has done everything that this program needed him to do and more to make it kind of on the map. Yes, I, um, I think his recruiting, maybe more than anything, has gotten him to... Uh, the recognition that he's at. Oh, David Sow is in on the um, on the commits now. Oh, so I'll yeah, refresh. 58, 82.823 uh, average rating, which is incredible. That's just insane. Um, 58 in the country, number one in Conference USA, 22 hard commits. Uh, the cap is usually like 25, so they still have a couple more slots left open. I assume those are from probably Juco guys. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Um but, no, as I was saying, his recruiting, maybe even more so than his actual coaching, has probably gotten him the looks that he is at getting right now. Yeah, because Kansas if he's recruiting this good at a team that was nothing before he came here, imagine what he could do at a Kansas State, at an OU, at any really Power 5 team. Yeah, well, you look at it, Kansas State is in the hundreds right now in recruiting class. Are they really? They're low, 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 low. Like, it's bad. Um, I mean... I don't know if it's because Snyder's gone or something, but uh, I it's, it's it's bad right now. They're in the hundreds for sure. That's why a lot of I saw a lot of that on the boards as well. Just people saying, uh, people when people question Seth Luttrell coming in as the Kansas State coach, some Kansas State fans would just be like, uh, look at our recruiting class and look at theirs. Like it's kind of evident why just that alone kind of makes him a Power Five coach. Yeah. So. I mean, recruiting is a big part of it. You need, you need players you to do. coach. Uh, so if you can't recruit, then uh, you're coaching. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, 94th overall rank. Ooh, that but, went up. But their average rating is 83. Yeah. It's so they don't have as many commits. They, they don't have a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but do they even have a four-star? I don't think they do. No, their highest rated player is an athlete. So take that for what you will. 87 rating. That's pretty good. But I mean, uh, what's They're, his name? Uh, we had we had the Swedish guy who was an 89. I don't remember. Yeah, he was a quarterback for Geyer, and then he, they changed him to a tight end and then a defensive end. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, for his name. 
the second player on Kansas State. Okay, this is kind of getting off topic, but the second player on Kansas State is Connor Fox, correct? Uh, he's the third now. Third now? Okay. Damn, they picked up a guy. All right. Connor Fox, I watched him play. He's from S.A. Reagan. That was fun. Yeah, he's, he's six pretty five damn good. He's pretty damn oh. good. He was the only. I watched them against Judson. Mm-hmm. He was the only person that could do anything against Judson. It was really? Wild. It was crazy. He's he's good. He's legit. So, anyways, um, I think that's all we need on the uh, recruiting side. I'll shout out to. Let's see, who am I shouting out right now? Shout out to where's where's he at? Oh, D'Amico Rowland and Broken Arrow for winning the state championship uh, last week, last Saturday. That was a big deal in Oklahoma. Um, trying to think who else advanced. Manville lost. Bishop Lynch. Oh, I didn't even see how Bishop Bishop Lynch did. All right, yeah. I'm a, tomorrow Mondays is when I usually do my how recruits did this week. I'll have that out probably early Monday since I only have an exam after my exam tomorrow. Boom. God, it sucks having exam, exams. I'm just ready to be done with school, Colin. I, I'm sorry, I just looked up a stat. Yeah, you were just like, staying. Um, where were you staying? Go ahead. So I was looking at the all-time commits of North Texas. Uh-huh. So Riley Dodge is three-star. That was our highest ever 87 rating. Hmm. Uh, Seth has one, two, three, and let me see what number 10 is. So he has three... Of the of the best all time recruits for North Texas of the top ten of the top ten Deshaun Gaddy, uh, Jalen Guyton, and then William Johnson, who he did recruit but never ended up coming here. Hmm. Uh, he was a linebacker, but interesting. Yeah, so that's kind of just something to note because everybody else before that it was like two thousand eight, two thousand and four, two thousand one. Yeah. Um. So. Um. All right. Let's get into Utah State. You ready for that? I'm ready for Utah State. All right. Well. Is Utah State ready for us? That's a great. <laughs> that's a great question. Um, well, they they're gonna have a tough time getting ready, considering that their head coach, offense coordinator, and defense coordinator are all gone and headed to Texas Tech. I think there were seven overall coaches that went to Texas Tech with Matt Wells. That's tough. So seven coaches are gone from this um, coaching staff. That's just from what I remember. I could be kind of wrong on that, but I think it's around that number. So Matt Wells, obviously. Coach of Utah State, hired at Texas Tech, went there immediately, kind of didn't waste any time. Everyone was kind of wondering, oh, would this be the bowl game where both teams don't have their head coach? Joke's on you, Seth the Trust. Yeah, joke's on you. (laughs) Seth is here. (laughs) So Utah State uh, actually just named their new uh, head coach. Oh, what's his name? Gary Anderson. He used to coach at Utah State. He's been around the block a little bit. Uh, he's obviously not going to coach the bowl game because that'd be kind of weird. But he he was hired today, I believe. He's really not coaching the bowl game. No, new coach thing. He's not going to come in on seven days' notice and coach the bowl game. Sonny Dykes didn't. Okay, I don't know. I, then I don't. Then I don't know. He could, I guess. <laughs> but I just don't. He could I just, if you want. I just to. think it'd be weird. It would be kind of weird seven days' notice. You're not running your offense and just like running out there. You're basically a cheerleader at that point. Um, yeah, because I mean, you're but, not changing any offense. But I mean, Sonny Dykes did do that last season. He coached La Tech and SMU, and they lost really bad. Yeah, but hey. so that's that's the hope this year is that is that <laughs> Utah State is gonna lose everybody and then they're gonna just play really badly just like uh, SMU did last year. Only thing is, SMU was not a top twenty-five team, and their quarterback is not this quarterback, who is by the way basically SMU's offensive coordinator last season. The thing ben is, Hicks. um. We talked about we talked about you you bring up this quarterback Jordan Love, 
he has Mason Fine numbers. Maybe not in yards, but in everything else, yeah. Yeah, like what? What's Mason Fine's yards at right now? Three thousand seven hundred. So um, Mason's got about six hundred, five hundred. Yeah, I think he has. Let me let me double check that. But yeah. anyways, continue talking so, about him. He has 3,200 yards, 28 touchdowns, only five picks, 66% completion almost. Like, those are Mason fine, fine numbers, like, just, just reading them off. Five picks, 28 touchdowns, 3,200 yards. Um, so we're going to get some top-tier quarterback play this week um, on Saturday. Uh, 37-36. Uh, okay, so, yeah, about 500 more yards than, than Jordan Love, which is substantial. But, sti- but I mean... You look at some. I mean, Jordan Love didn't play in his uh, conference championship game either. Utah State basically finished third in the Mountain West mm-hmm. conference, behind behind Boise and Fresno State. Uh, they lost to Boise State by nine. They lost to Michigan State week one by seven. Both of those games, they were in it. Utah State has beaten the hell out of everybody else on their schedule. Basically, I mean, they're averaging what? What did we say they're averaging? Forty-seven points per game and twenty-three points against. There you go, and. So the offense we know is going to be potent. Uh, Kyrie Muhammad, safety for North Texas, kind of reassured me that they're not they're not scoring forty seven points. That's, that's what he told me. So. Okay. Show me, show me, show me when you let a good quarterback not score points on you when you let average quarterback score on you. What do you mean? This defense has been good. This defense has allowed 21, 23 I'm points. I'm not saying the defense has been bad. No, twenty one. But they've been letting eight. average quarterbacks beat them, and there's not a quarterback like Jordan Love in Conference USA. They have been letting average quarterbacks put up yards on them the the thing is though i don't know if that's why hold on you have me thinking now who's who's the who's the other best quarterback that they've played this year aj erdley yeah and he's not even a passing quarterback there has to be another one no we're forgetting one no thanks unless God. you think of ODU. Just think. You ODU. No. no no not ODU. jim jim jamar smith um, yeah, Jamar Smith would be second. Chad Hicks. Chad Hicks is not that good. Yeah, and whoever the hell Arkansas threw out there uh, was not good. Chad Kelly. I'm sorry, I can't remember his name. He's transferring, by the way, Chad Kelly. Really? Yeah, he's gone. Huh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Got, boot, got booed off the field, and so there you go. Um, yeah, so this is by far going to be the best quarterback that they face this year. But, I mean, keep in mind, this defense goes up against Mason Fine every day, so that's uh, promising. I'm not saying that they're going to, like... I'm not saying Jordan Love is going to beat them. I'm saying I need to see it happen. I need to see Nortex be able to stop a good I think quarterback. You need to see, I think you need to see kind of a, di- a change in approach more so because it's kind of like they give up like the medium, pass, medium to short passing game on a weekly basis. So, if they focus in... The thing is, though, their running backs. All right, so let me let me read these off real quick. Their running backs are Darwin Thompson, who is averaging 7.2 yards per carry, 14 touchdowns, and 951 yards on this on the season. Uh, then and Gerald Bright, who is averaging 6.3 yards per carry and has eight touchdowns and 785 yards on the year. So they have two running backs who have almost the same amount of carries. Um, then you look at their pass game, and they have eight receivers who have two or more touchdowns, which is incredible. Uh, but they're led by Requavian Tarver. I, I can't read my own handwriting. Tarver. Damn it. <laughs> uh, Requavian Tarver, who has seven touchdowns and 56 yards per game and 62 catches. Then you got Jalen Green, Ooh. 38 catches for 538 yards yeah, and so five this, touchdowns. Geez. So this yeah. is a potent offense, as we know. We mm-hmm. They've put up 70 points this year on, I think, two occasions. They are going to come out and score. 
score points. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game for both teams. North Texas defense is going to have to force turnovers. I think it's going to be whoever forces the most turnovers probably in this game because yeah. Utah State's defense has forced, I believe, 18 turnovers this, or 18 interceptions this year, which is very – again, these teams are kind of similar when you look at them on paper. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I mean, the defenses turn people over, allow about low 20s points per game. The strength of schedule, I believe, is similar in a way. Um, they've both lost close games. Um, obviously, North Texas has the Old Dominion loss, though, that they're going to have to that, – that Utah State does not have. Mm-hmm. So that kind of hinders them in as far as being ranked goes. But, I mean, these teams, these teams are similar. These teams are very similar on paper. In, in my, I mean, just when you look at the, the numbers, I guess. Yeah. Um, another thing I, uh, we didn't note either is that or Jordan Love has uh, six rushing touchdowns. So they kind of um, use him like they wanted to use Mason finally earlier in the I season. I guess the thing is, though, he doesn't have a ton of rushing yards. He only has like... It's like 60. Yeah, but like yeah, that's including sacks, though. He has yeah. like 120 when you don't include sacks. Okay. So he doesn't run that much. Yeah, he runs it's, for, like, it's just, 10 the, yards it's just the goal line. Yeah, it's just kind of goal yeah. line stuff. And... uh. I mean, Mason probably has, like, what, three touchdowns this year? So, he, so it's not like he's that far off. Mason has two. Two? Okay, I just remember them vividly. Yeah. That's all I. Uh, so, again, I think these teams are similar on paper. Utah State, the strength of schedule has been pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, North Texas hasn't shown to be the dominant force that Utah State is, which is why Utah State is ranked. Right. Uh, and North Texas is not. Utah State's kind of where North Texas could have been. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, if North Texas could have beat the hell out of Rice, UTEP, ODU. Didn't um, lose against UAB. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even the UAB and LaTeX losses are understandable, though. I think they're understandable, but it it was it was a lack of offense that made them lose the game. Okay, but when you look at this season, the UAB and LaTeX losses are not the reason why this team is not ranked or this team is not reaching their potential. You can live with those two losses. It's the not performing against subpar teams is what hurts. Right. Yo, team. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just saying the losses don't help. Of course they don't help. Yeah. But I mean, the I don't the UAB and LaTeX losses are fine with me still. Even though they were winnable games and they hurt, they're okay with me. It's the ODU, the UTEPs, the Rices and the um I mean just those games that yeah. kind of haunt me. So um, but yeah, Utah State hasn't had those games really. They've been beating those. They've been beating other teams pretty soundly. So that's going to be an interesting. We know Utah State's going to come out to play, unless if the coaching hangover is real. Yeah, we'll we'll have to see how they adjust. Uh, we mentioned SMU playing Law Tech last season in the Frisco Bowl. You were there for that. I was there for that. SMU was lost and got yeah. destroyed by Law Tech. Um, but Utah State is not last year's SMU. This team is actually ranked. This team is actually good. This team has a better than whatever. I think they had six and six record last season. SMU. SMU? It was something like that. Seven yeah. Five, six so six. so they did Utah have... State is considerably better than last year's SMU team. But the scenarios are kind of the same when you have the coaches not there. So we'll have to see how they adjust to that. Um, how old is Jordan Love? Oh, uh, let me check that. He is a sophomore. Yeah, he's a sophomore. Dang. Okay. Who? That's big time. He's six four. <laughs> From California, California kid. All right. Um. Oh, I wanted to bring up. I want to talk about the Utah State defense too, because we've talked about their offense a lot and putting a lot of points on the board. But mm-hmm. defensively, they're pretty solid as well. They only average three point five yards per carry. Uh, and but but they do average um, but they do allow 145 rushing yards per game, 
They allow 240 passing yards per game, 17 touchdowns, but they have 18 interceptions, if I read that correctly. Oh. If I read that correctly, which I'm pretty sure I did, it's just kind of staggering to me. Because how many, how many interceptions do North Texas have? Um, they have... Why I can't I, for some reason I can't see defensive stats and where I'm at, so you can't. You got see it. I'm on ESPN. Stats. I can't see them. That's not good. Unfortunate. I don't know how you can't see defensive stats. Okay, why can't I see? You know, I might be having the same problem as you. So. But Anyways, it's 17, right? I think it's 17. We might, I, think, I thought we mentioned it last week. When I, we I'm were, pretty sure it's 17. Yeah. So, anyways, again, interceptions. Both these teams have a lot of interceptions. Uh, both these teams kind of allow some yards. But, obviously, Utah State's been able to keep teams out of the end zone more so. Um, but they've played a lot more blowouts, too. Yeah. So, it's a give or take. They are led by sophomore linebacker David Woodward, who has 124 tackles, kind of in that EJ Agia role mm-hmm. at linebacker. Kind of just has way more tackles than anybody else. So, the, similar, the similarities between these teams kind of runs deep. Even though I do think North Texas, when I looked at the Utah State roster and I looked at the North Texas roster, Utah's, uh, North Texas has a few more seniors, and I think you see that on defense in North Texas with mm-hmm. Kimon Hall, Nate Brooks, EJ Agia, Brandon Garner. Yep. As seniors who really, really want to win this game, I think that motivating factor is going to be huge, huge, huge for them. I agree. Uh, going against a, kind of a, I don't know, want to say they're a younger team, but you have a sophomore quarterback, sophomore linebackers. Uh, you have some, some younger guys on there. So yeah. that's going to um, be something to watch. I do also want to mention that Mason's this season has been sacked 24 times. Mm-hmm. Jordan Love has only been sacked eight times. So, keep an eye Damn. on that. Um, Damn. North Texas is going to have to try to win up front. Uh, Jordan Love also started last season for, mm-hmm. I guess, half a season yeah. or so. But, so, yeah, he's only been sacked eight times. Mason's been sacked 24. Not good. Uh, so, North Texas is going to have to be able to put some pressure Damn on man, Jordan State Murray's line. last game. <laughs> <laughs> you have to look at me with that. He looked at me with like a straight face, <laughs> like because I want to see your reaction. It's Jordan Murray's last game. Yeah, we'll see how he does. See how he we does. We'll see how he does. We'll see how he does, man. I wish the best for him. Um, anything else on Utah State? Anything else you're you're looking up? That's that's interesting. I don't think so. I, just... I looked up the strength of schedules. They're about similar. Because yeah, I think Boise we, State, we Michigan State last, alone last season. Boise State and Michigan State alone raise up. <laughs> Uh, Utah State's strength schedule above mm-hmm. North Texas. Yeah. Um, outside of that, though, it's pretty similar. Like Utah State's had some cupcake games in there, obviously, same as North Texas. Mm-hmm. But North Texas hasn't played a Boise, a Michigan State. They or played Arkansas. They played Arkansas. Okay, Bernie. Colin. Arkansas was an SEC team. Okay, buddy. <laughs> it's. I mean, they were. They were. They uh. So, are you ready for predictions? Yes. Final predictions. Of I the am year, ready boys. for the last prediction of the season for football. Football, yeah. But that's that's what the podcast is. So it is. All right, Colin, you are first. Also, I want to while, while you think about this. Yes, you are first. But think about this while I talk. Um, unfortunately, we're not gonna be able to go to the bowl game. I blame oh. Colin hundred percent. This is all on Colin. Colin cannot go. So therefore, and I've asked many other people, and they cannot go. And. I, I, I cannot go. A big thing too is that it's an eight-hour drive, and I would go. We would go, but it's just money spending, too. Well, I'm not going by myself. Right. I'm not making a nine-hour Ex- drive. Exactly. Stay in a hotel, spend my money, just then make an eight-hour drive back, and then drive home to San Antonio from. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not happening. So, uh, I do feel bad about that though. So, 
feel free to rip me. Colin, I gave you time. What's your prediction? I think it'll be a shootout. The first okay. shootout of the year. For who? For both teams. Like, we've, North Texas never had a shootout where they were scoring points the whole game. FAU? FAU. Wasn't the You're whole wrong. game. But no. no FAU, I, I'm I right. am not wrong. FAU. I am not wrong. FAU. I, I'm not wrong. Look at the box score on that. I see I, it. 41-38. Well, give me the quarterback-quarter breakdown. All right. Let me let me give you the quarterback. Oh, shoot. Can you stop? I just knocked down my water. <laughs> Got excited. <laughs> look. Let me look, I'm it. looking at it. Okay. I, Chris Robinson, 21-35. No, no, no. I want the quarter. You said they haven't scored for four quarters. That's, that's the quarterback. Chris Robinson. I'm not talking about quarterback. I said quarter by quarter. Oh, quarter by quarter. There you go. Okay, you give it to me. Oh, set, it goes 7-17, North Texas, then 14-3 FAU, then 10-14. So only the UNT. second quarter. Okay, you're not going to score every single quarter double digits. I'm not saying... I'm FAU, s- though. I, I've debunked your theory. Other than that, though, you're... Other than hey, you're forgetting about the first four games of the year also. But they weren't shootouts. You didn't have a team scoring on them, too, equally. What is wrong with this site? <laughs> what is, exactly, that's exactly what I'm saying. You had look, my, the scores aren't aren't showing up. Okay, what you want sorry. me to just give you the sorry. scores? Why don't we just give you the scores? Okay, no, I know the scores of okay, the game. Okay, seed SMU forty six twenty three. I know the not scores. a shootout, not a shootout. A- you had Incarnate Word, not a shootout. Stop reading this. Stop reading. Stop. 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 Look, we all know the scores. The, the listeners know the scores of these. Teams, okay, okay, we don't need you to repeat them. I'm telling you that a the FAU game was a shootout. B the Old Dominion game was a shootout. When 70-plus points are scored in the game, most of the time it's a shootout. When both teams score over 30, it's a shootout. North Texas scored three points in the second half. I don't care. It was a shootout. They scored 35. They scored, what was the final, the ODU game? 31-34 ODU. Okay. But see, it's not, a shootout's back and forth. Oh, my gosh. So there's caveats to, so you have to score like, you score touchdown, then you score touchdown, then you score touchdown, then you score touchdown. Okay, so if North Texas, if North Texas is, is up, sorry, we're having this debate right now. If North Texas is up 21-0, to on ODU, and then they just allow 34 unanswered points. That's not that you're considering that a shootout. Teams are scoring a lot. Okay, your definition of a shootout Look, is different than my definition of a shootout. You've been hypnotized. You've been hypnotized by that Rams Chiefs game Monday Night Football. I didn't watch where it. Where they just so no, went. I'm not. Choo, choo, I didn't watch choo, choo, it. Choo, choo. I didn't watch it. All right, well that's what happened, and that's what you're thinking. That's it not, doesn't have to be a 40 to 40 game to be. a shootout. I'm not saying it has to be a 40 40 game. I'm just saying both teams have to be in the game. All right, FAU. FAU, I, I will right take it. I will go. take it. All right, we're taking that. Go ahead. You said shootout. Go ahead. Anyways, so their second shootout of the year. <laughs> You're ruining my buildup. Okay. <laughs> okay. Restart second, it. Go second, ahead. Second. Sh- no. No. It's over. Okay. Second. Second shootout of the year. Mason throws four touchdowns. Ooh, that's big time. Give me. <laughs> oh, am I gonna do this? Give me. North Texas, 38, Utah State, 31. I'm going to regret that, that decision. Was, that was painful. Okay. Uh, any other reasons besides Mason throwing four touchdowns? I think that this team is motivated, like you're saying, but I still think Utah State's obviously offense is going to be able to score some points, but I think North Texas wants to win it more and wins the game. I think this comes down to not the players on paper, but more so who wants to win more. And I think North Texas has a reason to want to win more. Hold on. Let me look something up. All right. Awaiting your your stats. All right. 
Um, no, I'm trying to think. When I'm trying to figure out every game we've picked North Texas to lose. We picked them to lose against Arkansas. We, I think one of us picked them no, to lose against... No, I thought one of us picked, picked Arkansas to be, us to beat Arkansas. I don't remember. All right, okay. but one of us picked SMU to win. That's for sure. One of us picked us to lose to SMU. This might have been me. I don't know. Uh, one of us picked North Texas to lose to Arkansas. Uh, sent, after that point, though, we didn't... You picked us to lose against FAU. Yeah, I did. And that was it. Those uh, yeah. are the only three times anyone's ever picked us to lose. Any of us, I should say. Yeah, for good reason. Uh, so North Texas is going to be rejuvenated. Oh, right. Okay. Seth Luttrell staying. Yeah. A week before the actual bowl game is going to be huge. Uh, it's going to kind of a short notice bowl week. So short preparation, I guess, two weeks basically to prepare for the other team. Utah State has lost their coordinators, their head coaches, a couple of position coaches. They're kind of scattered right now Mm -hmm. but we can't admit that utah state has been the better team this year when it comes to how they've done with their coaching staff with their coaching staff for sure you look at these teams i've mentioned it before they are similar on paper Mm -hmm. they have potent offenses they have good defenses uh north texas i think will be the hungry team of the two and that could mean a fast start for them but we know how fast starts usually go for this team. Yeah. With all that being said, I still haven't decided my winner. What's but the score? What's the score without the winner? The score. So you so you think this is gonna be close and it could go either way? I think it's gonna be. God, here's the here's what's gonna happen. North Texas is gonna take a lead early, thirteen to zero. Two field goals. They're gonna sell for two field goals. It's gonna suck. <laughs> That's going to be terrible if they sell for two field goals. Seth, if you score, kick one field goal, you should not kick more than two, one field goal this game. Unless wow. you absolutely have to. You say go fourth, fourth down? If it's fourth and five or less. <laughs> Run the ball. Mason Run Fine. Run the ball. Okay. All right. I'm just kidding. Burn it. Mason <laughs> Fine, give him a chance, man. Just give him a chance. Uh, one field goal. That's all I want to see. Unless if it's fourth and 20 on your 30. Whatever. But, uh. So yeah, 13 0 Uh I just think Utah State's gonna be scrambling a little bit more. They might not have the heart that North Texas has because of just from what I've heard from the North Texas players. But it is Utah State we're talking about here. It's a good team. It's a very yeah. good team. It's a better team than North, North Texas. North Texas made a top twenty five team since when you should know that stat because I don't. It's a long time ago. Okay. They're like one, good two and forty against them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. General. It's not good. Uh give me Man, 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 man. This is in no particular order. Just writing down these numbers. Give me North Texas. Man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Man, oh, man. All right, I got it. No, I don't. Yes, I do. 42-35 in overtime. And let me tell you how it gets to overtime. It gets to overtime. Overtime? Because North Texas is up. This is how overtime? This is going to be the best thing ever. It's exactly how it's going. North Texas goes up 13-0. Okay. I'm not going to bore everyone to 13-0 North Texas. Um, they come back. Utah State come, comes back, as usual. Scores 21 on each points. Take a 21-13 <laughs> lead. Um, 
North Texas claws back. Claws, it's a back and forth game. It's twenty eight to thirty to twenty seven. Utah State. Okay. Okay. You're following along, everyone following along. Following along. All right. Going into the fourth quarter, twenty eight twenty seven. Fourth quarter, Utah State scores first, 35-27. North Texas puts together a late drive, goes for two, gets the two, ties it at 35. Gets the two? What are you? So, 35. You can add a fourth down conversion in there too? Damn right. <laughs> so then 35-35 to 35 going to overtime, and North Texas scores first, kicks the extra point, and holds them. Pick interception. Kyrie Muhammad. For everyone that's listening to this, if you have a heart attack while this game is happening, if it goes Broody's way, I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, they, <laughs> And Mason Fine's legend continues to grow, and then Seth, because of this game, is hired away, <laughs> and then everything, and then burn it to the ground. Kyrie Muhammad <laughs> comes out with one of the best post-game interviews of all time, but I won't be there. Oh my god, I want to go to this game, bro. Damn it's okay. And on that note, so I don't even remember my prediction now. What I say? 38-31? Oh, you said 38-31. I said 42-35. Right, right. so since you're so specific with your prediction, how many touchdowns did Mason throw? Two. How many picks? One. Hurts my feelings. Jordan Love throws three touchdowns, one pick. Dang, you watch a, you watch a lot of Jordan. And it's going to be the, you're gonna the game al- winning. You're going to allow Jordan to be better than Mason this game? That's subjective. Through your, through your Cinderella story, subjective. you're going to say... Subjective. Okay. All right. Anyways, we'll see. All right. That's our predictions. Well, uh, so Colin has 38-31. I have 42-35 in overtime. There's our predictions. I'll never forget. <laughs> I'll never forget when Brady predicted overtime for the Army game. Or was it the Troy game last year? I don't remember. One Troy of the game. Two. Oh, the true. He predicted overtime. And he predicted North Texas winning by like two or something. And we're like, Brady, that's, that's not possible unless there's a safety or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, what are you talking about? Anyways. Um... Somebody please replay or just keep listening to Bernie's thing so you can follow along during the game. Um, That's exactly how it's going to go. So, But anyways, there you go. on that note, Basketball Pod will be followed up by this shortly. Follow at MattBruni25 for all your coverage for North Texas football and basketball. Follow me just to follow me um, <laughs> because we're famous now. And uh, be sure to subscribe to Mean Green 24-7 so you can get that VIP content because without it, you won't get VIP content and then you'll be sad. Don't forget about uh, Apple Music. Apple Music. Apple Podcasts. Yeah, we're on Apple Podcasts. SoundCloud as well. SoundCloud, but go to Apple Podcasts. Either one. We love we love you the same. Either We'll love you the same, but it just, yeah. We love you yeah. the same. Anyways, for Matt Bruni, I'm Colin Mitchell. Do you have anything else, Bruni? No, I'm good. Let's wrap it up. All right. Adios, everybody. <laughs>